0: Hello and welcome to another live edition of the Saturday Down South podcast. Day two, see Media Days, in the books. We're halfway there.
1: Yeah. Call me Bon Jovi. No, I, I, <clears> I didn't even day. like that when it came out of my mouth. I didn't. That was bad.
0: That was embarrassing for you yeah. to say that. But it was a good
1: day. It was a really good day. Way we, better than yesterday.
0: Yeah, we did. So we did three interviews today. Uh got to catch up with
1: uh, our three favorites.
0: Yeah, might be the podium for us in terms of guests that we have on a regular on yeah. a regular basis. Mount say Rushmore are fun. Yeah, I mean we only three though, so it's more <laughs> of a podium than a Mount Rushmore. Because Mount Rushmore are there more than three people on Mount Rushmore? I think so. Last I checked, I don't know. Um, Tom Hart, Chris Doring, Peter Burns. Talked to all three of those guys today. Had some, each brought the heat. Yeah, Tom each one Hart of them. especially. All of them, I forget this when we do phone interviews with them, but all of them are like 6'4", or at least... You Tom keep Hart's bringing that called. up.
1: I don't think they noticed that. I did, though. I well, did. Well, yeah, we should probably move on from that. You're a successful Thank you. journalist. Thank you. Writing my coattails on this podcast. Uh, basically. I have to get all the interviews. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, no, you're cool. doing great, man. Who cares about height?
0: Thank you. Yes, we got a lot done today, though. It was it was a, a busy day for us. We got Well,
1: hold on real quick. I want to take them through. We did do this last night off the top.
0: I was gonna. I to guess, take that's what I was gonna say. Day. Yeah.
1: Um, last night we finished recording at roughly twelve thirty in the morning. Something like that, yeah. Then I was up for another two and a half hours trying to edit a bunch of other stuff, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because I was like working hard. It's because the house we are in is great. We love it. It's very nice. For it's the, like
0: the number one Airbnb in Birmingham. Apparently,
1: that you can't keep saying that because like a guy on the street who had a corgi. He, he was just pretty said that
0: believable. I,
1: okay. Sure. Um, there's no air conditioning in this house. Uh,
0: there is on the first floor, not on the second floor.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me uh, restate that. So there's none in the area that we are sleeping in. And again, I am in a princess palace sleeping in a, a, a single bed. Like what is it, a twin bed? Sure. Yeah. You got two twin beds. Oh man, It's been a tough ride. It was 92 degrees in the room. You guys need to open your windows. I say you guys because
0: our producer Buck is sitting in here as well. And both of y'all complained about rooms that were
1: way too hot when you got windows sitting right there. Must be nice to have your room with a big bed and all that luxury.
0: I've got I've got a big old deer head or hanging right above with the Bear Brian hat as I tweeted out the other day. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's 92 been a good degrees, stuff. Connor. 98 degrees is my favorite band of all time. Jeez,
1: so I actually don't not believe that.
0: Uh, no, I'm more of an O-town guy. But anyways. Um, so yeah, we got our day started bright and early. We yeah. had Kirby kicked things off this morning, 9 a.m. sharp, and dare I say, Kirby Smart provided the two best laps of any coach so
1: far at SEC Media Days. Well, if you're not counting Jimbo Fisher making himself laugh.
0: Yeah, Jimbo, no joke like your own, Jimbo. Um, he had a few of those where he like it was more of a nervous laugh. I he didn't think he even just like hates, wait
1: for the punchline.
0: He hates silence. That's what yeah. I've decided by the way that Jimbo speaks, because it is so incredibly fast. By the howdy. way you
1: also say Hattie. No one said Hattie.
0: Huh. By the way, we um, heard from Braden Mann, the Ray Guy award <clears> winner, the best punter in college football, best punter in college football last year, and he's coming back this year, yeah. who was at Media Days, and apparently he said that the best imitation of Jimbo Fisher is done by none other than Kellen Mond. I went to Kellen Mond to try and get said imitation, right?
1: And he's already riding a pretty big wave of confidence. Said he's the best quarterback in the SEC. Yes,
0: I Kellen Mond. Gonna be great. Kellen Mond was today's Lamical Pirine. Yeah. Um. Very, very confident, and he he explained it further. I mean, that was, this wasn't some taken out of context thing. He was asked about it again. He's like, Yeah, yeah I just I, I think I'm I think I'm the best, you and I think be my step in year two. Um. But yeah, so apparently Kellen Mond was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I actually don't have the best Jimbo imitation. You're going to have to ask um, Braden Mann about that. So then I went over and I asked Braden Mann again. I'm like, what's the deal? You made me look like an idiot in front of my friends. Um,
1: and it's kind of my fault, too, because I went immediately over to Brayden Mann's table and instead of asking the question, I waited there awkwardly for roughly seven minutes and mm-hmm. just got boxed out by every other reporter.
0: you got to be um, able to throw your weight around both. I don't
1: like the way you said that. I should probably just be more assertive.
0: Yeah, just be more yeah. assertive. Throw your weight around. Uh, that wasn't, I, I swear can that drop wasn't bow a,
1: one of these, like, you know, I can, I can drop a bow on one of these journalists. Yeah. I don't mind fighting somebody in public.
0: I'll hit an old man in public. They that guy be, was old.
1: That boxed me out. They, anyway. They be, that's it part. was a still a good audio clip.
0: It was, because Braden Mann <laughs> then went on to say that Kellen Mond absolutely has a Jimbo that he talks about, that he does, but it's only in <clears> the locker room. He right. does not do it in public. And, and so, everyone. Everyone has a Jimbo. And they all do it in that locker room and Braden Mann was like, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get in trouble actually because I did a Jimbo imitation earlier today and that clip's gonna come out right. and Jimbo's gonna be upset about it. But I can't blame people for wanting to imitate Jimbo because he might be he and Coach O are the two most imitatable guys in the SEC.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't think I can speak fast enough for Jimbo and I speak pretty fast. You do? He is I mean, it's impressive. It's I, I think I tweeted out at one point, I was like, It's His speaking is basically just like the hurry up, no huddle offense Mm -hmm. of words. Yeah. And they don't stop. So right before him was Jeremy Pruitt, who set a league record.
0: 22 minutes opening statement.
1: Of speaking by himself without answering questions. You get 30 total minutes.
0: Yeah, 30 total minutes, just so people know this isn't like, a, oh, you just ask them questions in, until they finish up. Right. This thing is on a very tight schedule. We need to have players that come in at a certain point. These coaches have media obligations galore. They can't just sit in there and ask answer every single question.
1: And you're coming off a five and seven season. There's not that much to talk about.
0: Fair point. So... Jeremy Pruitt gets up there, and usually coaches are like, yeah, like five, maybe five to ten minutes is kind of the sweet spot for right. an opening statement, and Pruitt goes double that. And he knew he was doing it, too, because he went, when you're starting to talk about basically every single position, he didn't go full less miles, yeah. but it was it was pretty close to it, and it, it felt like a filibuster.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> I'm going to say hot take here. I think we're going to see some sanctions. Manso Bale coming out here soon. He's trying to cover him up. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Um, I enjoyed him speaking. Like, he's a coach that I, I'm really excited to see. And honestly, most of them today. Like, I really, really like Matt Luke and how excited he is for, for his job. I don't know how long he's going to have that job. I was but waiting for that line. I'm pulling you. for him. Um, But him and Jimbo especially, Jimbo came right after J- uh, Pruitt, and it was like, I don't know, maybe three, four minutes. Now, granted, he packed in like... Probably know. had more
0: words than, yeah. than Pruitt because Pruitt speaks a little bit slower, and he's a little bit more deliberate. Oh, gee,
1: y'all, man, I remember I was a, I was a coach up there at Hoover. He had some pretty cool and interesting, you know, things. I wouldn't say stats, but things that he brought up about I wonder, his coaching staff.
0: I wonder if he had some great stories about um, Alex and—no, uh, not, not Alex. Um, no, Ross. it's Alex. Alex yeah. Ross. Alex and Ross and Pete, Pete. Smith. Man, um, I really, in, I really wanted to a- ask questions about that, but in a press conference setting, probably not the best thing to be like. What do you think of Repeat Smith? What's Repeat Smith up
1: to? I will tell you what, man, we were both just blinded with a migraine because of the, the, the orange in the background there. That was piercing,
0: aggressive. It was, uh, it was a little much. It was a little much. Back to back, back to
1: Kirby. Back to Kirby. So he was funny, but I also thought he had the best quotes of the. I mean, I did maybe too. the whole week.
0: Maybe yeah, maybe of the whole week because he was um, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that anybody who's SEC media or has probably been to or attended Quick one question, of these
1: things? With a couple follow-ups as well.
0: Yeah, I've got a four-part question for you. Um, he's a staple of SEC media days, and so he asked. He started trying to get out. Oh, you know, he's asking Kirby. You know, Nick Saban's assistants are like oh, in sixteen against him or, or six, and then Kirby interrupts him and says. I'm well aware. Yeah. Kirby did not interrupt a single person in that entire press conference and didn't even like <clears throat> cut so much as cut somebody off at the end of their sentence. Right. A lot of coaches do that when they think they, they have an answer and they can just go into yeah. whatever sort of rant Control they want to the go. Control conversation. And Kirby just had the most perfect interruption. And it drew a laugh, like yeah. a, a hearty laugh because everybody – and he took a moment to pause too. He sold it. I think Jimbo needs to learn about Kirby's – delivery of jokes.
1: So you walked out of the room when the exact same person from the Arkansas Post-Gazette asked the exact same question. I think
0: it's Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I that don't
1: it? care. They're going to call us out. Um, not on this podcast, brother. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. So he asked the exact same question to Jimbo.
0: and Yeah, I heard Jimbo's answer he was as like, well.
1: yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. And it was like the same same kind of response. But I mean... I didn't realize it was 16 straight games. Kirby was, I was impressed because last time we saw Kirby, or I remember seeing Kirby, was after the SEC Championship game. And I, wasn't, I wouldn't say he was being, he was fighting for his team to get into the playoff. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But it came off as a little, like, this is unfair. You know what I mean? Like, kind of, I don't want to say immature, but just kind of like, there wasn't as much validity to it outside of, like, I'm upset, this is unfair, you know. Why Ker- Kirby?
0: Why Kirby Smart is entitled My
1: Column. Exactly, but he he was great today. He owned up to a lot of the stuff. Like he and he was engaging, and he was able to. Guys, I want you to hear what I'm about to say here. Georgia fans, Florida fans, he was able to take a joke. Yes. And and kind of roll with the punches on it. Somebody asked him about like what's the plan to beat Bama, and he's like, I don't know. I guess back or knock out their backup quarterback. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. That was yeah. the
0: second like the the second thing that drew a laugh, and I, I thought that. Kirby being able to have a little, I mean, this is year four for him now. I think there is more of an approach of like, okay, not to say that he's by any means relaxed. Like there were very few moments in which he kind of let his guard down and had a moment like that that wasn't just some cliche thing that he's probably said a million times before. But I think him getting to that point is important, and every once in a while you get a little gem like that from Saban here and there, because yeah. that's that's always going to be his comp because he is a Saban disciple. To bring it all back to that, but I, I thought Kirby did a good job of addressing the Alabama stuff without basically coming out and saying our whole motto this year is beat Bama. Right, it, their whole model is do more. Which I mean, I, I wrote this in the in the the column that I wrote about about Kirby today. Way, way better mantra than Florida State. Do Isn't something.
1: Oh, yeah. Do something.
0: Yeah. Do more is
1: so much something better than it do would. something. I don't know, man. Anything. Just don't lose a Sanford.
0: Yeah. Probably good suggestion Danny you know. But, yeah, I, I, I thought that Kirby did a good job of addressing the Alabama stuff without making it come across as like this massive, oh, this is our only, you know, this is the only thing that's motivating us this year. But at the same time, like, he gets it. And he said 24 yeah. and 5 is not, not good, good enough. enough. We're this team that's trying to get over the hump. We realize what's at stake. We we have bigger things <laughs> in mind. He wasn't going to sit there and talk about Florida. He did say the word trolling today, but he was he said I don't get into the social media trolling or right. anything like that. He's um, taking the
1: high road every every single time that question's been brought up.
0: And and you know Georgia players really did. Georgia players. This was essentially like like the Bama type type of response from them where. You know, Jake Fromm and J.R. Reid and Andrew Thomas, these guys really didn't say anything that was move-the-needle-worthy. They're
1: becoming robots. They kind
0: of are, a little bit. Jake Fromm was like, holy cow, I didn't know you could say so many cliches in a day.
1: Well, he's from South Georgia and loves fishing, so, I mean, hell, if I was doing any better, brother, i would be two of me, huh? I mean... I think my favorite response was, and again, um, you know, I'm going to pick on Georgia fans a little bit here, not because I don't love you guys, but because... You know, the art of taking a joke is just it's become kind of lost on some fan bases this offseason. Not that it always is with Georgia, but today I kind of trolled them, put out a tweet about they announced there were five minutes left, like with the Georgia players in that session. And I was like, I'm assuming they're gonna answer questions for three minutes, and in the last two minutes they'll just collapse inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Um someone told me to eat blank. Poop. No thank you. Uh Sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, and then one person said, "Oh my gosh, look how jealous this person is of my team."
0: That see that that's just not knowing the context. We there. have to
1: like I will help write the jokes and and put downs for you guys, but like we have to get better collectively, all of us. Anyway, I thought he did a great job.
0: This is true. I, I thought um th- I didn't really think that there was like we talked about yesterday, there wasn't this one massive thing that really came came up that was dominating the conversation. Running out of time here. Um, yeah, I I didn't really think that there was that one thing and that's, that's okay. I mean, we have four freaking days of this. There's still plenty of time for that. And even if it doesn't happen, I'm sure that we, I mean, given the way that, no, no, we need
1: something, Connor. That's uh, like what part of my job is this Okay. Well, we will I'll make it up if I have to. We will, we will absolutely
0: do that. Um, what, were there any other big takeaways from, uh, somebody like Matt
1: Corral? Matt Corral's best dress.
0: I like the red skinny tie. Funny story. Okay. He did not own a suit until Matt Luke called him up last Thursday to say, hey, Matt, you're going to be representing us at SEC Media Days. He's yeah. like, oh, I should go get a suit. Well, I mean, why would you? Did why you have a suit you? at that age? Yeah, I own a suit as a freshman. Yeah, because you go to like high school dances and stuff. Oh, I didn't do that. I had like hand-me-down suits. Really? Way too big like, pleats. Oh, okay. Well, he went out and got himself a suit. Looked he really looked good. good. Apparently best dressed according to you.
1: I Well, I mean, I really, really I j- enjoyed it last year. I really enjoyed him this year. And, like, I really like hearing Matt Luke because he's so passionate. And, like, you could tell it really matters to him. Like, in, in the same way that matters to Coach O because he, like, he loves the place that he's coaching for. Like, he loves his employer. Like, he loves his job. Like, he wants to, to, like, to win. He wants to win not just for him and his job but, like, the fans and everyone that, like, you know, is invested into it. And I feel the same thing for Matt Luke.
0: I hope you're not just firing off all your nice Matt Luke things. No, I'm being serious. Cause like, he- and fearing the inevitable. I don't want to say inevitable. That's a wrong way to say it. I would hate it if, because we like Matt Luke. We like listening to him, and you know, I think that he's done great things with the offense. Not, you know, not just as a head coach, but as a coordinator. But you know, will this be the? That's a, that's an interesting question. Will this be the last SEC media days that Matt Luke is
1: at? I feel like he should get another one at least, but because what he walked into and he, he brought up today, like we've heard this a lot this off season, especially around recruiting uh, in February, he said it feels good to be able to get into some or go into someone's home and not have to start you know making excuses and, and explain you know like what they're like. The, I guess the sanctions they're going to be under and like no they can just yeah they can just go ahead and, and pitch. The University of Mississippi and the city of Oxford—that's exactly what he said today. And like, you know what? That's a pretty great, pretty great thing to sell. Yeah, Oxford's oh, fantastic. And I think you know what was really interesting was he brought up that they signed 31 kids, and it's not—it wasn't important they finished in the top 25 in the country in, in recruiting. What was important is they're finally back to 85 scholarship players on the roster, which they haven't been it's since big. 2014.
0: Right. Yeah, you've seen schools like a uh, school like Penn State that dealt with NCAA sanctions and had this scholarship limitation. How much it really they argued that it held them back, and it was the thing that fans were kind of overlooking, and that they should have probably paid the more best attention to. Should have brought up. But, yeah, sorry. Regardless,
1: uh, I do like Matt Luke, and I, I I feel like I don't know from a coaching standpoint, it, and he's got just a very big uphill battle with how much tough. he lost on on offense and all that kind of stuff. He's they have to replace a lot. But I really like the confidence, of, you know, bringing in the two head coaches, Rich Rod and and what's his name, McIntyre, and then also bringing a freshman quarterback.
0: It's a bold move to be able to do that—to to bring a red-shirt freshman quarterback who picked shaped, a fight
1: on the field last time we saw him. Who
0: picked a fight on the field the last time we saw him? Believe it or not, he did not want to really go into detail about that. I, you know, he was he was asked about that, but didn't didn't want to really be like, oh yeah, you know, I landed this haymaker here. He did say like, hey, look, somebody disrespects me. I'm, I am who I am, and. Right. He didn't want to. S- <laughs> he, he didn't want to say that it was going to happen again, but you know he didn't necessarily rule it out either. Um, yeah, bringing Matt Corral basically shows you kind of where this offense is at, yeah. and it's a completely new offense, new new state of the program with Ole Miss. Let's look at the so the 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 one other thing that I that I wanted to bring up uh, as it relates to Tennessee, Jared Garantano. Impressive, dude. I'm gonna give you your props. Impressive. I feel like a, impressive there's been dude. several
1: things this week, not you like specifically, but there's been several things that have been brought up this week, and everyone's been like, "Oh my gosh," you know. Like that no one's talking about this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have been talking about it.
0: Jared Garantano is someone who has every reason, in my opinion, to kind of have a jaded approach. Losing this coordinator, losing that coordinator, dealing with this head coach and change that head coach. Getting sacked
1: every 8.3 seconds. Exactly.
0: And you know what? Credit to the kid because he's still, he says he's 100% healthy. He's ready to go. Has raved about Jim Chaney's system. And I realize it's talking season and everybody feels yeah. good about their team this time of year. But for somebody like Jerry Garantano, who's been through, he admitted, a totally different college experience than what he thought he was getting right. into. This has not been the, the, the four years that he thought he was going to have. He's somebody that I give a lot of credit for like coming out the other end and actually like sticking it out at the current school that he's at, winning a a quarterback battle last year. Let's not forget that. that. We thought Keller Chris was going to be the guy, the Stanford grad transfer. We thought that Tyson Helton had sort of hand plucked him to be able to take over for that year. And you know, Jared Garantano is somebody that could have easily been in another school. Instead, he battled, he stuck it out and decided, you know what? I want to be the face of this program. I want to do right by this school. And that's what he's done. And everybody believes in him now.
1: And he could have left, not just for all of those reasons, but just so he could stop getting hit. It's a good point. And and Pruitt actually brought this up. Oh, great stat. That was really, I mean, it was really impressive. He had a couple of good stats. Like the one he pointed out that he has eight coaches on his staff that started out at the high school level. So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, them kind of developing as coaches in their career is really cool. Hoover. Um, And then he also said they, I think they have a combined, like, 16 national championships.
0: Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's, like, one of those things that gets thrown around on recruiting. That's a Tim Brewster tweet right there. Yeah, a stupid
1: poster or graphic thing. The great stat. When he brought up the whole thing about, like, our offensive line, like, they're finally able to practice. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, go full practice. And I think, again, like, he's a saving disciple. Those practices are a little bit different than some places. And... When he said that, I knew exactly what he meant. It's like you have, you're able to have like the same kind of intensity that you want and not have to worry about getting hurt because like, you, have, you have depth. So when he first got there, they had two players over 300 pounds on the offensive line. Two. And they have 15 now. So again, Philip Fulmer is, I mean, his, the impact he's having on this program. Where's the beef? And Jim Chaney.
0: Yeah, all about Jim Chaney.
1: You don't really have a, cha- like a choice to not be over 300 pounds with that group.
0: That's uh, that's a good point. They're, they're like, hey, you're you're gonna we're gonna do whatever we can to get you up to three hundred pounds. Can't practice is
1: canceled. We're going to Ryan's.
0: <laughs> we we talked about uh, a bunch of different stuff with our good friend uh, Peter Burns we uh got to we that was actually the the last interview that we recorded in the day I was, um oof, i was tired we we're, were tired we're, we're still we're still alive though we're still we're yeah. able to talk some some good old lsu stuff you you guys kind of got into some some game of thrones stuff that i just sort of spaced out
1: shut down emotionally
0: a little bit a yeah. little bit so
1: um, also it needs to be said peter burns has two corgis he does and i, I feel what like we've kind of glossed over this one his name's Saban, yes. And he knew he knew who Queso was. I pulled out my phone to show him a picture. It's the third time I've done that today at Media Days. Um, also, shout out to uh, my fiance for throwing me a link, I guess, or sending me a link of uh, Queso at Doggy Daycare. There you go. So we were on our break. I mean, I was still productive, but I was able, you know.
0: If anybody follows you on any form of social media and they don't know who Queso is, they yeah, probably you Yeah, you're welcome, welcome for it.
1: bringing you joy. Connor said it's clogging his feed. <sighs> anyway. Uh, bottom line, PB knew who Queso was.
0: It was great. So let's kick it to our interview with Peter Burns. We are joined by our dear friend. It is Peter Burns of SEC Network fame. I always forget that he's actually like six inches taller than me, a uh, little bit emasculating, but that's you, all right. You got a little
2: Dari Noka in you.
0: That's okay. I don't like You know what, I'll compliment. take that. I like Dari, I like Dari, I'll take that. Hey that's listen,
2: okay. you, you own a Corgi? I got two Corgis, yeah. so yeah. we appreciate like small things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when yeah, they're we're... cute.
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that was uncalled sure. for. I, that's I, I, that's I see that. where you yeah. went. That. Yeah, we were talking about corgis off air and not realizing that we had three corgis in this podcast, none of which are owned by enough. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys are both corgi owners, and you guys are also big believers in all things Belk, which I have now referenced in every single guest that we have yeah. brought on. Yeah, they're
1: yeah. not a sponsor. Um, modern modern, modern Southern
0: smile, uh, style. Yeah, Belk, so. Yeah. <laughs> How's everything going with you though? I feel like it's been no. a little bit since we've caught up.
2: Um, it has been. I mean, it, it's it's a blast, man. This is kind of like ends up being like adult media spring break mm-hmm. where everybody gets to come, get back together miss like, out on that. in a class reunion. Um, and it's fun, man, because listen, we're not doing Brain surgery, or accounting, or right. something like that—it's legit. Like we're talking about football, and you know we're getting a couple of guys that come in here. The only thing is now is like these guys are all so polished media-wise. It's like yeah, what it's are you going to get out of them? Although we haven't had Cash Daniel at yep. Kentucky. Okay, that's right. He's last. got to come in with like Stone Cold, right? Right. Just
1: well, glass breaking. Yeah,
2: I could see. I can see him doing like a whole like wrestling like walk-up music like through the reasons he has the hotel. belt
1: like this. Yes. Yeah. Why Look not? For that, yeah, We're we already thought the
0: idea of him wearing shorts. He can't wear sleeves here. That would just be weird if he was wearing sleeves. Uh, He's got to have the cut off like the No, remember? Jersey. You
2: remember like the reds
1: a couple of weeks ago yeah, 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 had exactly. the baseball jerseys where yeah. yeah. they didn't really just
2: wore the uh, the sleeveless. You could do. They that. should go to
1: that like for their actual uniforms this this season. Yeah, I'll change up it up.
2: That. Listen, I'm all about changing up ideas. You guys saw it. I want to do SEC media nights going forward. Talk talk, talk to us about that, because that's an
0: interesting idea that you've talked about, and I don't know if a lot of fans are even considering the idea of this, but your idea is (laughs) to move this into prime time because if it just means more, then we can put this thing in prime time. I'm talking about like, all joking aside, you know, I'm
2: saying, hey listen, why don't you have a fan experience? I go back and look at now that they announced Nashville, I'm like, the NFL draft was freaking awesome, right? Now, I'm not saying that you can get that many people doing, you know, I would hope not in in Birmingham, right? That was crazy. Um, but I do think that if you have cities that lend itself to a venue that could do it, Nashville's kind of that scene. Like mm-hmm. you have a little band that opens up, you have the coaches yeah. come up, do a red carpet. I mean, totally blow it out. I mean, n- what other top ca- conference could do this? Like it's good Pack twelve. Gonna- yeah. A nice. Like bands. Yeah. No, but you'd be able day. to get yeah. all
0: the bands too, like because you'd be able to have people like Jason Aldean because he's a big Georgia fan. Yeah. Darius and and Rucker comes in on South Carolina. Carolina yeah,
1: day, like
2: why not? I mean, I think
0: you could you hold can it
1: have in New, New Orleans long. too. That'd be good. Ooh, I'm in. That'd be really good. Yeah. I was really hoping he was gonna announce that as the next year. Yeah. Atlanta, Nashville, North. Was was so right? when you talked?
2: When he said uh, Las Vegas, everybody was like, because we had joked right yeah. on our show. I was like, if you're gonna do it, do it in like Madison Square Garden, like do it in New York City, or do it somewhere else. I'm still pushing for like. A preseason SEC baseball tournament in like Turks and Caicos or something like that's that. That's a stretch, Peter. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. little bit of a i mean, s just, I'm just we're, we're spitballing. There's no bad ideas we in We should do
1: meaty days in Turks and Caicos. That's what I had video of Coach O yeah. running on the beach and falling over. So, By the way,
0: I we asked about that. We tried to get to the, the original source of where that all came from and all that. Right. Joe Burrow said that it definitely wasn't Coach O. It's definitely video. Dude, o is ripped. Yeah, that guy. Guy. Yeah, he looks chubby, like a bear.
2: It's yeah, the guy. And it, I would tell you this. I thought it looked more like Matt Luke yeah. than it actually did. at oh. O'ser I don't think Luke's that fast. Mm, uh, I think I he think, can move. Listen, Dancing Bear. I think he was, you know, forward. So I think, him, I want to see I think Luke. he's still in pretty good shape. Yeah, um, I think he can move a little bit. But for O, it's it's so funny. We talked about that because remember, remember how crazy it was the Jim McElwain thing. Yeah, and he got defensive about yeah. the whole shark. That was deal. like the beginning end. Point. And I heard, oh, earlier this week he, was, he made a joke about saying, hey, you know what, I was just trying to chase this kid because he might be my next 20, 30 <laughs> quarterback. I was like, that's exactly yes. how you play this situation. Okay. Like, it. You know it's not you. Have some fun and lean mm-hmm. into it
0: instead of like, oh, it's not me. So That's, that's just Coach O That's why we love him, though, because he, he kind of gets it. He well, doesn't necessarily we, – we've heard from various sources, just Jacob Hester, yeah. um, telling us that he doesn't like the imitations.
1: The last year of my life Dude. has been just – Ascending yeah. to the peak after peak. And then I found that out, and I've been broken inside ever that since. That He doesn't like the impressions. Yeah. I've been doing it every week. Yeah, yeah he does so it funny. every
2: week. Because I think it was one of those deals where I think, oh, we'll even talk about it. Like when he was at Ole Miss, it, he was, a, it was kind of a cartoon character, right. right? He was coming up, nobody really knew who he was. He's like, oh, this thing. But now I'm like, damn, dude, you just won 10 games in yeah. the hardest division. You just, and with a transfer quarterback that nobody knew that you were going to get right. until late in the game. I'm like, Put some spect on the name, like you know, Birdman style. Like I, again, I,
1: I like him. Um, We're far enough removed from what happened at Ole Miss.
2: Yeah, and I think arguably, as far as you know, everything you know, we saw the Troy loss, um, you know, early, and I, I think it's one of those situations where I'm like, I don't know if a, a team can rally behind their coach more than no. O. I, I think the only person that's like that is the other O and Barry Odom. Like what they've done this all yeah. season. Not having one player in the transfer
0: portal after having That's a postseason bans. I, that f- yeah.
1: I don't know how awesome. anybody was like. Nobody was talking about that the entire offseason. Yeah, I, I feel like that was a really good right job like it. Was
0: too. Because we we talked about the headline, of course, with Tennessee going after players, mm-hmm. and he was very almost frustrated about that, but. Oh, by the way, he actually didn't have any success with any of them, and none of them even entered the portal and like came back yeah, out, right. which is pretty impressive. Speaking of the transfer portal, because that's been a popular topic of conversation throughout. Have you heard week. of it? Have yeah, you heard yeah. of it. It's <laughs> allegedly it's the it's greatest cool. video game ever, right. um, or worse one what is the thing that you are most sick of talking about as we sit here with this we're recording this at the end of day two of media Ooh, days give us a top what's three the, the, the thing that you're just like man I, I don't need to talk about this
2: anymore you know what's funny is i would have oh, i would have said like you know we're like making the band like die line die the the five rappers i'm really glad you brought that up yeah, yeah. making like
1: the one. band talk here uh, old school style Um, but
2: traditionally it's always been at this point by day two even though the day three is normally alabama you're just sick and tired of the bama talk yeah i think alabama has been by far the at least for my show the least talked about yeah because i think they're boring this year right i I
1: wouldn't say that that's offensive no i mean
2: listen i didn't mean to get up all in your feelings and clearly you're defensive
1: about it yeah i mean very i'm very triggered right now we lost a bunch of coaches is, gonna show, is there going to be a tent set up And how tomorrow? much does it matter? How much does it matter? Yeah, it's
2: fair. Right? I mean, it's been wash, rinse, repeat. So, okay. So, I used to think it was the players that mattered. Okay, well, then they end up going to win national championships. after have right. them. I used to think it was the coordinators that mattered. Then you go out there and you're still at least playing in the college football playoff. Oh, by the way, all your players are back. They're probably even better. And even the coordinators are probably a better fit than what you had last okay, year. Yeah, like we said I'm that, just that like, that's... That to me, it's just a it's boring. It's that's an interesting. I call, think it's the, well, and I think Saban, in a weird way, has no problem with that being a boring team. I mean, remember last year we were talking Jalen and Shua, and who's going to transfer in the four-game redshirt. Bowl. Right. Like to me, I just don't. I think Auburn's ten times more intriguing. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is. I mean, I think there's a bunch of storylines, and I think that's healthy for the league. So I feel what, like every
0: year. Go ahead. You know, so I was gonna say just. You know, and you know, I think what that could potentially set up is Saban's just going to drop one of these bombs on us, and he's going to have like this big headline-worthy thing, like oh, he's going to get into a fine-bomb scuffle or something like that again, and then we're all going to get to talk about how great Alabama is, and is Alabama just on this revenge tour? That's going to be the narrative that comes out.
2: I I just want the first question to be like forty-four sixteen. Your thoughts? Why would you right? do that? Right? Emotionally. Um, listen, you guys. How gotta, does that make you feel? Yeah, exactly. What, what what kind of dark spot does it put you in? But. I, you, the, the, there's a word every coach, like every poker player, has a tell, right? No matter right. how good you are, the tell for Nick Saban is how he uses the word "ite." That Ooh, in, in, yeah. any time, yeah. like if the "ite," like if he has more three and a half ites, is the over and under. Like if it's are we over, on this, if it's over three and a half ites in his press conference okay. or his speech, then you know he's fired up. Yeah. If it's less, everything is really super calm. Yeah. So I think well, when three he's and calm, a half, that's better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, because you know what? I I think it's the opposite for like Mark Stoops. When Mark Stoops is upset, all of a sudden you get 10 wins. Like Barry Odom was upset a couple years ago and he had his press conference. Then they they ran. That's true. Um, I mean, like, we
1: don't see, we see Saban upset on the sideline, but like, he'll never be upset here. He'll just go behind closed doors and like,
2: and then yeah, then punch a
1: hole in the wall, yell at a kid or a puppy. Probably,
2: I think he was upset about the way Game of Thrones ended.
1: So. Spoiler alert, I'm, that's, I'm asking that question.
2: Okay, spoiler alert, if you have not, um, you don't know how it ends. Oh, Actually, God. you know what, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it. I'm just gonna say a lot of people were not ex- exactly excited with the way, and, and felt fulfilled.
1: I binge watched all, was it seven, eight seasons? Yep. For like the three weeks, four weeks, like before the final two episodes. So you were all in, like you, everything yeah. was fresh in I got mind, caught up right before the second to last episode. Perfect. No, it was all, oh yeah, you thought it was okay.
2: I thought it was fine. I thought the last season of Game of Thrones should have been about two or three more episodes yeah. longer. So I felt like I didn't like, I didn't, I liked what ended up happening. I just didn't like the roadmap. It's yeah. like, like we went on a road trip and took a really like fast like HOV lane. Yeah, rather than and like express like lane. Like, like, hey, let's go take the scenic route. Let's and as you said,
1: stage. just pet the damn dog. That's all you had to do. Honest. That was the worst. It's like you guys are speaking in Mandarin right now. That's fine. Hey, watch that show. You, do, you I know really you know. know. I know, but really I, you
0: know. I've already heard all the spoilers and all
2: that stuff, and I can't really, you can't really go back. And the watch boat that. sinks at the end of Titanic too. I
1: don't know. Billy Zane, I not good, watch though. that anymore. Awkward. Jeez. No. Okay, so, so we've been talking about this with a couple of our interviews here, most mostly off season, a little winning and boozing. Ooh. Okay. It's my brainchild. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, what we do is we match or pair like an alcoholic beverage or some booze to each SEC stadium or team. So for instance, the okay. best example, Auburn, they would be a vodka soda, but the vodka is gonna be like bottom shelf vodka, like Mr. Boston's, but in a Grey Goose bottle, because they're always like a facade of being great.
2: <laughs> um, I could see, I think I can go for LSU at least being some type of bourbon. Yeah, um, in a could you, uh, you know, maybe uh, Crown's a Canadian drink, though. So I don't know if you're gonna go roll with Crown. I think probably just more of a Jack, Jacking, Jacking
0: Coke. Yeah, probably be the way. people, yeah, the, the binge. People binge Jack more than they would like, you know, Woodford or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you could
1: throw that out for like a lot of SEC teams, though. True. Uh very true. Good point. Good point. It can't be a Bita. It's a great beer. It's, it's a good lot of great beer. Purple
2: beers. Haze uh, by a Brewing is pretty solid. Thinking for Texas A and M, what do we got here? Maybe probably a Shinerbach. Yeah. That'd be, be yeah, really good. good. A little Shinerbach beer for them. Um, Gainesville, whatever Doring's having at three AM on a Tuesday well, yeah, night. all the vodka, sodas. Yeah, with all the vodka sodas. So he's big into that. Um, I, I I joked around and I was like, Hey, if we do this SEC media nights, let's like let's have hey. Oh yeah, you're the yep. Have those have those drinks out there like Flowing. Then get crazy and have like the Saturday Down South uh, booth presented by Belk. Yep. I yep, like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, you need to get on board. And then everybody gets to the microphone and gets asked, you know, save it a question after a couple of this toddies. This is the best like, idea anyone's ever this had. This is a
0: really fantastic idea. Like, yeah, I always say this. Yeah. Besides that, and yeah. him going to your bachelor party is also a pretty good idea, too. Um, yeah. I
1: feel like, I mean, if he could just wear a shirt the whole time, I'd be in.
0: Yeah, but he's not. He, Doreen doesn't do that. As no, we know. that's off-brand form. Yeah. He yeah in that. six shirtless in
1: there right now. Yeah.
0: Yes, great idea. SEC media days at night, uh, Peter Burns. Anything else that we, that we want to ask you? I mean, we've, we, no, we didn't get into too much second. LSU. Yeah. To, we, we can't do too much yet because we're, we're definitely going to come back to you. We'll talk more LSU as the season progresses. Yeah, here. I mean, I'm,
2: I, again, I think, I mean, actually, Football related wise, I'm really intrigued. I think Missouri's undefeated until they go into the Georgia game. I think Ooh. there's a good chance that LSU's undefeated going into the Alabama game, and wow. I think LSU that. was going to have a lot of success against Texas. I think Texas was a, a little bit uh, ahead of their time last year, so people are projecting off of last year's wins. But if you actually go back and look at them, there's probably two or three games that they should have lost. Mm-hmm. That I think, you go back and look at they'll, they'll struggle a little bit. So I'm do they
1: play Maryland? Maryland a guaranteed, guaranteed loss last year. They had Never a lot of great
0: squad, The Terps. Hey, You're the turtle, Matt Canada, as you know.
1: Is he still there? No,
0: he's. I was to to get the head job. Oh, God, he didn't, work out, so well, it didn't but, work out well for him. Uh, Peter Burns, thank you for coming on. We'll do this again yeah. really, really soon, man. Bye. Thanks, bud. Appreciate see. it.
1: Enjoyed it, man. Got good it. to see it you again. Fine.
0: Appreciate our good pal PB. You say PB all the time, and I think peanut butter, and then I have to go to Peter Burns, but that's
1: okay. Probably change that. Change my. We're doing an interview with Peter Burns. I know, but not when, a jar of peanut butter.
0: Yeah, but. I've always got peanut butter on the brain. That's fair.
1: I'm really excited for the rest of these interviews to come out this week. I'm like, day day one, not my favorite. Day two, a lot more fun. Um, I mean, like this is a blast. It's a lot of it's a lot more work than I feel like. You let's just say
0: not to throw our good friend Dan Wolken under the bus. My good friend. Oh my god. Good person to bring, to bring into this podcast as a topic of discussion because his tweets are just very very angry. I think we have a very different approach to this event overall as opposed to, to Dan Wilkins. And I think that Guys, will come up. Guys, let me explain
1: what weeks. he's talking about. Uh, this may shock you, but Dan Wolkin's not here. And even though he's not here... He's at Wimbledon He decided week. to um, tweet his thoughts on what's happening at Media Days because mm-hmm. we all need to know that. Yep. Uh, and he said... Let's see, where's it at here? I'm not at either of the Media Days going on right now, but from afar, I'm not detecting much buzz at all. Is he in England? He might be. Seems to me this is a format that is dying to be reinvented and reimagined.
0: That's, you know, we... Okay, so like we did what? Get you want to stand that.
1: up in the middle of the room and, and talk about, like, bark out <laughs> your stupid columns?
0: So in, in his defense about the reformatting thing, that's a lazy thing and he didn't come up with a way... He didn't... Don't... I, 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 I subscribe to the theory that you shouldn't present a problem without providing a solution.
1: That's, that's the Vanderbilt, way they're built. their defense is legit. Do we even know that Bam was going to score 19 points? Allegedly. I will never let it go.
0: Yeah. Um, the dynasty is dead. But here's my thing. Peter Byrne said, okay, here is the way that we change this. Oh, yeah. SEC Media Days can be at night. We could totally tweak this system. Great idea. All the country concerts that we'd be able to have in Nashville, that's pretty much what I was thinking about and how okay, awesome yeah. that would be. That's, I mean, we're not going down that road. but We are. But I, that's, that is presenting a problem and providing a solution.
1: No, agreed. And it was actually a really good idea. Like it I got is? really excited about it. I'm not sure if they'll do it. But you know, actually during one of the breaks, I was talking I ran into um why am I forgetting the, the handle? His name's John. Birmingham. Oh, uh, Drink Local Yeah, Drink Local B Ham. Yeah. Um we had we had a, a nice little chat about podcasts in general, and he's like, Yeah, I'd love to do it, man. Just kind of kick back, have a few beers. And I was like, Yeah, we don't ever do that like on this pod. You get a little late night SEC media nights, four beer, Chris. That's be the good. best, Chris. That'd be good. I mean, I'm sure that my tweets would that have just be riddled with with uh, grammar. Whoa, oh, that'd be bad. That'd yeah, be that'd, be, bad. that'd be
0: really rough. Can you imagine Saban just rolling in at like 8:30, 9 o'clock for for his availability? And by the time we Grumpy. finish with like must Champ, it's one in the morning, and must Champ is just like True popped it. up on energy drinks. And that'd be great. That'd, that'd be awesome. Be really good. That would be good. Um, So let's uh, let's let's kick it to some things that we got going on tomorrow We have a couple we've a couple more interviews that we're recording and just in case some of them don't line up We don't want to say exactly who it's going to be We're gonna have all those coming out hopefully in the next week or maybe in the next two weeks But we've got your beloved Crimson Tide bright and early on Wednesday morning,
1: this is gonna be a spectacle
0: We have star power we have Dylan Moses, we got Tua, we've got Jerry Judy, we've got three potential top ten picks. This is as good as it gets, right?
1: I don't know, Vandy's going to be pretty awesome. The big three, man, the big three. Yeah.
0: I, we, we're like, I, I've kind of said that a, a touch, tongue-in-cheek, tongue because it's like, all right, the big three was marketed as, like, LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, and that's,
1: you know, that was, like, the original big three, and that's the... No, I think it's Vandy football. Okay, fair enough. fair enough. I uh, think they burned it. Fair enough. I will give a little bit of a hint or a... That's so what I'm looking for here. I need I need to take a nap. Let's yeah, spin. you're tired, man. What's the word I'm looking for here? A sneak peek? A little yeah, preview? a little preview. Uncle Chris is going to ask his first journalistic, what? actual adult professional question tomorrow at Media Days. I'm going to ask Saban a question.
0: By the time people are listening to this right now, we might already I'll know. I've been escorted out of Media Days. If you, lived, you could have already been escorted out of Media Days. I'm going to do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to see my guy. Joe Moorhead tomorrow. Oh, as well. my God.
1: What should I ask Joe Moorhead about this year? I don't know why Bacon? he's standing in the way of, like, other coaches trying to do their press Whoa. conferences. Whoa. I mean, I, I like Joe Moorhead. I don't, Most I don't have...
0: wins for a Mississippi State first-year coach ever.
1: So, it's hard for me to take that seriously he's when, practically A, we have eight wins? Get eight wins. Who said he's going to have eight wins at the start of last year? Because that's where their ceiling always is. Anyway, Everyone. I don't mind Joe Moorhead. I'm excited to see uh, some of their players... However, you can't go from Saban and all those players to, like, I can't wait to see Joe Moorhead. Um, Plus, you didn't invite yes, me to that podcast. You so. Yes, you
0: can. Whoa, whoa. There's logistic issues. We don't need to get into that. That was – okay. Um, we have – so we got Bama. We've got Mississippi State. They're going to be talking about national championship aspirations, obviously. Uh, we've got Arkansas, and then we've got South Carolina closing things out tomorrow.
1: So – Chad Morris will be interesting, yeah, I guess. Ch- but Muschamp was awesome last year. A little we, loose.
0: I think we need to ask. We need to get an update about Chad Morris's Red Bull consumption. Mm. I need to get like an every six months update on that because they get. That's you one of those see things. See his
1: doctor about that.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things that they can quit cold turkey and then not tell you, and then that would be news. If Chad Morris isn't drinking energy drinks anymore, is the sky blue? I don't know. I mean,
1: I don't know why he would quit because they went two and ten last year. Allegedly, are they gonna? We got to figure out what happened with our boy. Which this boy? is the story of a hurl.
0: See, you say stuff like that, and I'm like, wait, which boy? Wait, what am I thinking many... about Bert, I was My head went <clears> to <throat> Bulema initially when you said that.
1: How many likes, if I tweeted this out, hypothetically, how many likes would it have to take for me to stand up and ask Chad Morris, what happened when your former quarterback, this is the story of a hurl, left the program? It all went up in flames. I'd be the new Dan Wolkin. Oh,
0: you would have to... Yeah, essentially you would because you would be touting something that you came up with and telling everybody that they should go... Just
1: never sit back down after I ask the question. Just stand there like smugly like smirking the whole time.
0: Alpha. <laughs> 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 that's who, that's who
1: uh,
0: yeah, well, let's see if uh, Muschamp is all chipper. Um, if he's going to tout his schedule as the best in the country, as, as well, we predicted.
1: what's fun about like this group of, of coaches too, since like, you know, we talk about the saving coaching tree ad nauseum, but what's fun about it since like a lot of them did work together especially when they're on different days you get these mm-hmm. stories that they end up hearing about like last year Mustchamp was making fun of you know he's like I'm sure we're on the last day because Kirby had to you know move his up to go on vacation or something like that that's funny so they kind of like pick at each other and I think today Jimbo said something about how him and Savin, like I don't it sounded bad like they got they got mustchamp into the wall quote
0: oh yeah playing basketball yeah yeah there was apparently some very competitive basketball games back uh, in their be a LCBs. lot of walls on basketball I don't know if you yeah, go out if, your way to do that that's that's like a I mean that's that's like a little little bit too much yeah. probably, but I would expect nothing less. Yeah, Must Muschamp's move will be interesting, and uh, we'll we'll get we'll get full coverage from Jake Bentley's fifty eighth straight SEC oh days. Gosh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll pretty much just live tweet his entire. I
1: uh, guess we're global. getting the lights since our producer's coming down on the squeaky stairs. the. <laughs> um, no, so one thing I do want to say, one thing I'm looking forward to tonight, we're going to go to a screening of yes. a new show. I'm gonna make things real uncomfortable. It's called Saturdays in the South. Hmm.
0: Where? Have I? That sounds
1: a little familiar. I don't want to say the SEC stole our stuff, uh, yeah. so I'll just leave it at that. Um, I don't think they would have done that. Regardless, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And to promote it today, they had at the end of the day, they brought in Archie Manning, Steve Spurrier, and Herschel Walker, and that was awesome.
0: It was cool sitting and seeing them sit up there. It almost felt a little bit surreal. Yeah. kind of did. Like well, and,
1: like, Steve Steve was, like, man, he was feeling himself.
0: Whoa. When is Spurrier not feeling himself?
1: Well, apparently before that, when they were trying to shoot stuff for our good buddies at SC Shorts, but we'll just talk about that later. Oh, I didn't um, hear about that. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was not happy for our friend Josh Need. Oh, but, not. regardless, um, that was, and like, the first thing out of his mouth, somebody asked him about, like, what's the difference between football now or, like, college football and other sports, and he was, like, well, you know, first thing I want to say is, you know, we, we got there. The last team I coached, uh, you know, Orlando won Apollos. a championship because, you know, be Orlando <laughs> Apollos. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> like So, and then, and then he immediately follows up with, uh, what was the actual question again? Yeah, The whole place erupted. But Herschel Walker sharing the story of a coin flip, in quotes. People forget that. I didn't realize how many coin flips. Like, guys, I'm a, I hate to rate to you, Georgia fans. I've been hard on you today. Herschel didn't want to go to Georgia. He wanted to go to the army.
0: He said, he said in the the SEC story um, documentary on him that he wanted to kill people. He wanted, wanted, yeah, yeah, like like, that's, but seriously, Herschel. He
1: he flipped a coin to like choose between the Marines and Georgia. And then after it landed on whatever Georgia was, he flipped another coin between Georgia and Clemson. Mm -hmm. It came up Georgia. Then he flipped another, or he picked uh, something out of a hat between Georgia and Southern Cal.
0: Yeah. He wanted to go. To, he wanted to go to USC, and he's like, "What?" He's like, "God, why couldn't you just let me do what I wanted to do?" And God's yeah. like, "Go to Georgia, man. Go to Georgia."
1: Georgia. I mean, like, they have nothing else to live for down here. Whoa. I don't mean that. I don't mean that, guys.
0: Down here, we'll we're we're that. in Birmingham right now.
1: Way down south.
0: Yeah, way down south. No, it was good. It was good to hear from uh, from all of them. Some in the presence of some SEC legends. Maybe we're going to be in the presence of another SEC legend that hopefully we're going to have on the pot Thursday. No, I'm talking about Pow. Oh
1: guys, fingers
0: crossed, we've got a Powell. big one. Uh, but yeah, thank you for following along with all of our all of our stuff. Like I said, our, our team continues to just crank out content. It's been been fun so far. We're at the halfway point. We're gonna go uh, go out. Hopefully maybe we're gonna get to, to um, we'll we'll throw this out on Twitter if this is gonna happen, but oh, we yeah. might set well. up something on Wednesday nights to be able to, to meet some of you who want to be able to you know come meet us out um, in downtown Birmingham, something like that. We'll set it up. I mean, we debated on
1: whether or not we're going to like organize something. I'm going to go out and have a beer tomorrow night regardless. So Amen. Yeah, we'll meet up somewhere.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll talk tomorrow. Coach O. I'm not doing st- the
1: Coach O impression anymore. Uh, that's, that's I can't go. Right.
0: <laughs> Scared of my Don't do tomorrow. that. Talk to you
1: tomorrow.